Rookies Podcast. We are really excited today. We have one of our favorite writers here with us. We love having Julie Sherman Wolf on the podcast. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Megan is here. Hi. And Julie, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I love coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. So how have you been? It's been a little bit since we had you on. It and has. Your, Everything is every it started off a little rough um but everything is everything's kind of chill now and good and very excited about this holiday season coming up for hallmark and i'm working of course on stuff for next year already but i'm just enjoying my my new england fall right now looking out the window and and watching things watching the squirrels and i just my dog just freaked out on two deer out front waiting for the bear waiting for our neighborhood bear to walk by and uh-huh. once that happens, we'll have our complete Hallmark uh, fall moment. Once, <laughs> once that happens, you, you've been busy. You've been busy. You've got uh, two new movies coming out for this holiday season. Yes, and uh, that must have been very exciting to be part of. We got the holiday spectacular, which was uh, I can't even explain how surreal it was, and exciting to be able to film at radio city and basically have the whole place to ourselves. And, you know, we walk, you walk in and it's just breathtaking. Uh, And when it's empty, it's just, it's, it's bigger. It's larger than life. And then just to be on the stage and looking out and thinking, I cannot believe that we're here. It was just, it was wild. And the fact that they closed the street down in front in New York city, just that little sign that the police put up was exciting for me. It was just really, I, I, I never really thought that writing for Hallmark would, land me at Radio City Music Hall. And it did. And it's just, it's yeah. just, it's an incredible, it was an incredible thing. I'm fair. I'm so excited for everybody to see it. I'm told people really, really love the movie who have seen the whole thing. I loved it, but I'm biased. Um, I'm told that people are very happy, very, very, very happy and excited with it, both internally with Hallmark and people who don't usually, who see the movies, but don't usually comment on them. So I'm really, I'm so excited for everybody to see it. And these, the actors are unbelievable. And I know they're not familiar necessarily to the Hallmark audience, but these are, you know, very, very good trained Broadway actors. You know, they both are the leads on Broadway shows. They're amazing. Uh, Yeah. Well, and, and Margaret, and Margaret, oh my gosh, uh, that was, yeah, that was, when she walked in, everybody just stopped because it was just so, yeah, she's just an icon and she was lovely. She was lovely. Um, and then Eve Plum, that was, that was, of course, you know, as a, as a child of the seventies, uh, seeing Eve Plum was, was pretty exciting. I think she, I think she's, you know, doesn't necessarily want everybody to go up to her and ask questions about Jan Brady, but so I tried really hard not to. But she was super nice, really, really nice. We hung, we, we actually hung out for quite a quite a while one day and had some nice conversations. So it was just a, a dream scenario. Then conversely, uh, right now they're shooting the Hanukkah movie, Hanukkah on Rye, and this is probably one of my top five favorite scripts I've written, besides this one, Holiday Spectacular. But you know, being Jewish and 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 really and and having a deep deep love for Delhi. <laughs> um, I got to, I got to put all those things together. Plus, you know, lots of, just lots of Jewish, uh, it has a good vibe to it, but I think it's really accessible to everybody. It's, it's still a romantic comedy. It feels more like kind of the old school nineties kinds of romantic comedy. 
And it has definitely a little bit of that like shop around the corner. You've got male vibe to it anyway. I'm super excited. I, this is just, this is probably, this is for sure my favorite year uh, of holiday movies from, from my career standpoint. Yeah. Well, I'm just super pumped for a lot of reasons for both of these movies. Uh, the, uh, the Rye movie just seems very funny. I'm looking forward to the humor. Uh, and especially it'll be nice uh, being the first day of Hanukkah and, mm-hmm. uh, and also sort of the last movie from it that we'll see from Hallmark this season. So it was kind of, I think it'll end things on a really funny note. I can't believe how late Hanukkah is this year. It, um, you know, and you know, my husband wrote a, a children's book. That's, that's a big bestseller every year um, called Schmelf the Hanukkah Elf. And we're, it's always, it's always, we're always lamenting the late Hanukkah, you know, you know what I mean? Cause we like to kind of get out there and have a lot of fun with it. And this year sort of, we have to wait and wait for the movie, wait and wait for the book readings and all that stuff. Uh, it's just so weird. But that being said, the year that Hanukkah was on Thanksgiving, which was probably, I want to say like 10 years ago, that was the worst, that was the worst, but it was a funny picture to have a turkey on the table and a bunch of things, then a bunch of Hanukkah presents next to it. And maybe this is an ignorant question, but why does it change? Do you do? Yeah. The, the, well, the Jewish calendar is slightly off from the, you know, the rest of the world calendar. It's, it's always, you know, cause we're in the years 5,700 and something. Yeah. And then the way the Jewish calendar is, is just slightly different. So that's why Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are always on different days. And the start of Hanukkah is always on different days. And sometimes it, it's extreme. We've had Hanukkah start on Christmas Eve, again, like Thanksgiving, but that's a one in 700 year thing. Yeah. It's kind of fun. You know, it's always fun to find out when Hanukkah starts that year. It, well, I guess the worst part like is Easter changes too. Yeah, exactly. And the, so the worst part is, is that when you, when we were a kid, Hanukkah would be early and you get all your presents. And then, you know, two weeks later it's Christmas and you're, you're sitting there going like, well, this, I don't have anything. <laughs> like, you're just kind of like bummed out because it's your stuff's over. Right. And everyone's so excited about Christmas and we're just like, mm-hmm, okay, well, but I will say Santa, Santa did visit our house growing up. Mm-hmm. We, we love yeah. Santa. We still, we love yeah. you, as you know, we've talked about this, but my, uh, Greg and I, and my, uh, our, my family, we, we are very much Christmas loving Jewish people. We, you, we decorate, we love it. It's just not in the religious way, but in sort of the secular way, but we love our Christmas, obviously. Or else in the I Hallmark way, be, let's be real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're, and if you drove by my house, you wouldn't even, you would think one of us wasn't Jewish because of the decorations and the lights and the whole thing, but we are. So we just love it. That's great. Uh, Well, I, and I mentioned this in our preview and a lot, but I am very excited about uh, the spectacular movie because the Rockettes have a special place in my heart. Um, My grandma loved the Rockettes. Uh, I mean, one year I even got her a Rockettes art book, like a special, you know, book for her coffee table. Uh, And we went to see the Rockettes together um, with my cousin in, uh, 2000 and, um, uh, and that was the, the, the reason that we were able to convince her to, you know, to take us and to go on the trip and everything. We're like, we'll go, we'll go see the rock cats. And, um, uh, and that my cousin ended up passing away, uh, the next April. Mm. Um, uh, and, uh, and my grandma's gone and she was just very dear to me. And so the, 
the Rockets have a very special place in my heart. And so I'm really hyped for it. I, I'm very hopeful it'll it'll be a good one. Oh, I, I love Mary. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about them both passing, but I, I, I think Rockets has a tie to a lot of people in the same way. Like it just, it's iconic and it, it's connected to people's, a lot of people's childhoods and family that go every single year to New yeah. York. They make the pilgrimage to go see them. Um, and it is really special. I had, I had actually, I'd seen the show when I was little and I, for- I kind of just didn't remember what I saw. And then when we were developing this, I got to go see it again. And I just was, you know, jaw to the floor. It was, I, I didn't remember it being that incredibly complex and beautiful and exciting and, um, they're, they're amazing women. And that's a lot of what this movie does focus on is sort of that sisterhood uh, of the women and how that it really is a family. And it's always been like that with the Rockettes and, and, and also the people that go see it. So there's a whole family vibe to that and in the movie. Um, and that's, there's two stories going on. There's, there is a romance, but there's also this story about finding, you know, this family with each other. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> and just by the way, the fact that we got to set it in 1958 was so, I was so happy yes. about it because the costumes and the cars and the, uh, it just looks so good. It looks so lush and beautiful and colorful and just, it's like the Hallmark Mrs. Maisel, you know, it looks like that. So and it, That's so rare for Hallmark. They barely ever do. Very. Unless, I mean, they do a lot of like traveling through time, but not, they don't really do like, you know, just it's in a different era. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. I don't remember anything that's really takes place fully in in a different time. The closest is probably that, yeah, Candace Cameron Bray comment movie. (laughs) I'm trying to think of any other ones that, but that just starts in the, uh. 40s, right? 40s. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there's one from a long time ago called an Old Fashioned Thanksgiving that is. Oh, I don't even know that one. Yeah, I didn't know that one. 2008, 2009. It's way back. That's the only one I can think of that's like a period uh, film. I mean, that's in like. When was that? I think it's because this movie is so special and the fact that we have the Rockettes and, and Margaret and all the, you know, and everything that is ha- and Radio City. I think um, if there was going to be a time to really, you know, go for it on something like that with the, the, the time period and all that, this would, this was it. Right. I mean, it's time. Yeah, they're timeless. 2000... They are timeless in a way, but um, yeah. It, it, yeah. Is from 2008, and it had oh. old-fashioned Thanksgiving. It has She-Hulk herself, Tatiana Maslany. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, and Jacqueline Vissette. Anyway, wow. that's the only other one I can think of, and like I said, that was way at the beginning. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that element too. That's very unique. So, very cool. All right. Well, we had you on in particular, not only to talk about the new movie, but we want to rank Julie Sherman movies, Julie Sherman Wolf movies, but you have so many that we are just going to do a top eight today. Ooh, okay. Yes. (laughs) Top eight. Uh, (laughs) And uh, this was a lot of fun, a lot of really good movies. 
Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And for Megan, were there a, a number that you hadn't seen before in your doing your ranking? There were a few that I hadn't seen that I watched actually last night. So they're very fresh in my brain. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen Always Amore and I watched that one last night. Oh. And yeah. I, so I somehow missed that one. I don't know how I missed it. I think it was, was it on the network or was it on the other? Was it on the main network or the, the uh, movie The Mysteries? That might be why. Yeah. I think, I think it was originally on the other channel. Yeah. Now, you can let us know your favorites. Uh, I know they're all your babies, so, but if you have favorites. <laughs> I can tell you, do you want, do you want to know right now? <laughs> oh, no, just as we go along. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. that's fine, yeah. that's fine. I'll let you know if you hit one. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's dive in, and you can hopefully tell us some details or how you got the idea, sure. or we can talk about it. It'll be fun. Sure. Um, all right, and number eight for me is... Uh, Marry Me at Christmas. Uh, I think that this one is a pretty fun one. I I like, um, I wish they would do more with the uh, Fool's Gold uh, series. The um, yeah. Susan yes. Mallory. I, I think, I think they meant to. I think they meant to, but just, you know, things never, things happen in behind the scenes. You just don't know why things don't continue on. I think they, I think it was originally meant to be kind of a series, but it still could. Um, yeah. I, I think that she's a, a fun writer, uh, witty writer. Um, so the combination of the two of you taking her books and you helping with the script, I think uh, made it a lot of fun. Uh, I, uh, you know, like, it's always a fun dynamic, like the movie star coming in and <laughs> the regular girl falling for the movie stars is always fun. I thought um, Rachel was, Rachel was so good too. And, and Trevor, yes. they were so, so, so good in this. Yeah. I like Rachel Scarson. I like the fact that she has curly hair. There's very few curly hair, uh, <laughs> heroines in Hallmark movies. Yeah. Emily Tennant is in it and she's really cute. A lot of times I don't like uh wedding movies on hallmark because of the bridezillas and stuff like this but mm -hmm. this one i enjoyed i and it's very christmasy it's very idyllic as far as the town and everything like that uh so i i enjoyed it it got my number Thank eight you. <laughs> yeah now did you were you on a rewrite on this one 
Uh, no, that was just me. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did that end up happening? And is it, is it harder when you're, when you're adapting a book? Um, yes, it is harder, but I, I will say that generally, like I have the book, I'm looking at it behind me right now. Um, I don't, once I read the story, to be honest, I don't really, I don't really lift dialogue. I don't really Mm -hmm. use actual dialogue from the book for the most part, unless there's, you know, something spectacular that works because, you know, a book, if you, if you did a book to a movie and you didn't change anything, it would be a five hour movie, you know, at least. Right. So you have to really just make some, you do have to make some concessions with the story and you have to change things. And not everybody likes that when they're a big fan of the book. Uh, case in point was a movie I did, um, was Avalon High for Disney and Disney said, yeah, the ending needs to be changed. And people just lost their minds. They were so pissed. <laughs> so like, you can't, sometimes you just have to like, you'd have to do, you know, what the people paying you want you to do. Uh, yeah. But then as far as adapting these kinds of books, it's just the stories are, it's a really strong story and you use those characters in general. Um, and I try to use, and I try and save as much as the spirit of the book as I can. But then even the authors, when they go on Twitter, after you do a book adaptation, they're like, you know, it's not exactly the book, but I liked it. I like what it is because they understand also that it has to be different just by na- by its nature. Yeah. It's just not going to be the same. I think the, the most of the time I'm very forgiving uh, where I don't like it is, for instance, in the new Netflix Persuasion, where mm. you literally don't honor the character, especially such an iconic book. The, yeah. their, their Anne Elliot is like uh, a <clears throat> rebel and getting drunk and right. wine on her head. And like, that's not Anne at all, even a little bit. Right. So then no, I, I like have, start to have issues. <laughs> like you have to at least like have some semblance of like, the spirit of the characters and the basic story, I think. Right. I mean, I can be very forgiving, but that's just where I draw the line. <laughs> and just as a side note, I would say, I think that Marry Me was probably my favorite Christmas script as of right now. Still. Oh. Hmm. Maybe Dickens is a close second. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. Oh, no, 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 I'm wrong. Sorry. I totally forgot about one royal holiday. I take it back. I'll get back to that later. <laughs> Never mind. I forget. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. uh, Megan, what is your number eight? My number eight is Taking a Shot at Love with Luke McFarlane and Alexa Pena Vega. Um, I just think that, do you have that one on your list too, Rachel? I, that was I my- do. You can go ahead. I'll talk about it in a bit. Okay. Yeah. I just think it's such a cute story. I, I love the sort of athlete has to do ballet <laughs> kind of thing. I used ballet growing up and even took some adult classes in my life. So I just, I think it's a cute movie. I really like them. And just the story is really cute. Thank that, yeah, that one was a rewrite, but it was, um, uh, again, where I just, the rewrite was a page one, meaning, you know, I took the basic idea of, a ballet dancer helping an athlete and, and mm-hmm. everything else kind of changed. And I'm not to say, not to disparage the first writer, but that, you know, that's the, re- that's the rewrite process. And the story was really solid. Just that, that great fish out of water, the comedy of, of it all. Um, yeah. That's actually mm-hmm. my number two. That's actually my second favorite of all. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. I love that movie. I only also, cause I said it, I said it in my town that I live in and all that. Oh, so, that's what I was going to say. You got like a whole festival going. Right. I did. That was the, yes. they, uh, I, I, I made up, I made up a winter Avon winter fest in the script. And then when I did some 
some press here. I said sort of offhand, I said, yeah, I kind of just hope, was hoping somebody in Avon would see this and actually make one in real life because we don't really have, a, you know, like a holiday festival. And they did it. Oh, wow. <laughs> they did it last and they did it last year. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Great. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really cool. And then they showed, then they showed that movie. We we had a big outdoor screening of Taking oh, Shot. Oh, that's so fun! Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. All right. Well, my number seven is Always Amore from this year. I, I have that one on my list too. Okay, good. And uh, I, I, you know, I did love Tyler Hines. We all do. Uh, he's, you know, charming. He was asked to go some kind of deeper places this for this movie Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. you know autumn is great too and she can do the drama um you know at first i was like why is this on uh hallmark movies and mysteries but you asked me about that yeah i asked you about that yeah you know like (laughs) is this is this not funny (laughs) what's going on can you write drama (laughs) Uh, and you know this was the year of uh italy uh, co-opting mm-hmm. Hallmark Channel, and this is one of the better ones from the year. Whether it was either Italian restaurants or actually going to Italy, there's been a lot, which is, is originally funny. originally this was in Italy. Oh, really? It the other, yeah, yes, yes. For a lot, this this movie was in development for the longest of any of my movies. I think it was five years. Oh wow! And we kept changing and changing and changing. We kept changing location and changing the vibe and changing the you know, comedy to drama and. Um, you know, who he, who his character, her character, like everything kept changing. Um, and then all that Italy you're talking about kind of put us in, in a bit of a pinch because we couldn't do another one. Right. So we had to figure out a way to make it Italian, but not in Italy, which I think we did. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, was it fun coming up with all the different recipes and different things? That was hard. I had to, you know, yeah. really do a deep dive into um, the internet Thank God it was the internet. <laughs> I, I guess I did a good job because um, uh, Giada's people all said that, yeah, she thinks those are those recipes all make sense. And then she uh, added a couple of ones that she wanted to put in as well. Um, you know, because it's hard because, I, you know, I'm not, a, I mean, I, I love gourmet food, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert on, you know, Italian cuisine by any means, right? So I had to uh-huh. really figure out like, okay, well, what, what can he make that's something that could win something? Or what would be the famous thing? It was hard. And I had to do a lot of research into truffles and mushrooms and tomatoes. And yeah, I learned a lot of stuff uh, just by writing that. Um, It did give me an appreciation actually for those kinds of details, you know, as far as food goes. Um, and, And I like when people tell me, I have a lot of food in my movies, like a lot of food in my almost every movie. And yes. uh, this one, this one, people kept telling me they were they were ordering Italian like halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because there's lots of different styles too within because there's this sort of straight, uh, a traditional spaghetti factory. <laughs> there's yeah. the the I think she makes a pie. Yeah, she makes a dessert, right? Yeah, yeah I can't remember dessert. what it was. Uh, and then, uh, then the, but then there's everything that they cook in at home in the, in the uh, meals at home. Yes. Yeah. And then his fancy dancy recipes. <laughs> he does. Yeah. So it was a lot. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it definitely, it definitely, um, it, it was worth it in the end after all that to get it to that point, but I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad it finally got made. 
And I think this movie had a really good final kiss. It was very earned. And uh, and he had a concussion, too. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently yeah. he had a concussion the whole time. So he did a really good job. Oh, you did? He could do that with a, with a concussion. Yeah, he said it. it, it it's not private knowledge. He, he, he talked about it on Twitter that he had oh, no. at some point had a concussion at, at a couple days of shooting. Or I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. what scenes they shot that those days. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did a good job. Good, good job. All right. Good job, Tyler. <laughs> Megan, what's your number seven? My number seven is The Birthday Wish, which I know you have on your list as well. <laughs> I know that's one of your favorite. Um, should we talk about now or later? Yeah. No, you can share your, your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah, I just think this one is really cute. I know you like this too, Rachel, that she kind of just has flashes of the future. I thought it was a really cute idea to do that. And so she, you know, she's not like time traveling or anything, but um, she's just kind of having flashes of the future. Just a really cute um, script. Uh, Again, Luke McFarland is so great in these movies. (laughs) And I think, you know, sometimes it's hard to make a movie that's not related to any kind of season, you know, they, um, and so I think this Mm -hmm. one's really great because it's, it's not fall or, Christmas it's just it could be any time of the year so I think that um in order doing that and doing that well I think is difficult and you did a really great job I think thanks that's actually funny you said that because that movie is the one that's aired the most of any of mine because of that because of the seasonalness of it yeah and that's kind of rare and you know they really like the the themed the holiday or like season themed movies so yeah, it's nice to have one that's not related to that, and you can just watch it anytime. And you know, yeah, I I have that one higher. Uh, yeah, I know you do. I, I, it's one of my favorite uh, non-Christmas Hallmark movies, uh, and so we'll talk about it in a bit. But but uh, yeah, love Luke and and uh, Jesse in this. I think they're great. Such good chemistry. That's so and, important. Uh, you can you can have the best script in the world, but if the actors don't have chemistry, then it's yeah. just it just sits there, you know. Do you have any that... say? What's sorry? That? Oh, do you have any say in like who the actors and actresses are, or they just um not really. I I begged for Luke for taking a shot at love, and it worked out because <laughs> mm-hmm. I just thought he was perfect for it. But that's very rare that I actually kind of get that that person I was picturing because I don't usually, even usually picture anybody anymore. Um, Cause oh, in my okay. mind, they are, they are original people that don't exist yet. Right. Like they're, yeah. they are who they are. So I don't pin anybody to it until they get cast. And then maybe I'll do a quick polish where I know who the actor is. And I can, you know, with Tyler, I did that too. Um, sort of tailoring or tailoring it to him a little bit more. But once it was, we knew that it was him on the other, on the uh, Amore. But yeah, Birthday Wish, I thought they were so... And by the way, Peter DeLuise directed that and he is directing the Hanukkah movie. And I'm so happy because Birthday Wish had a lot of comedy. The Hanukkah movie has a lot of comedy and he is the best at it. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. Looking for the perfect gift for the romantic book lover in your life? These contemporary romance novels will woo their way into your hearts. First, we have To Win a Prince by Tony Shiloh. Fashion aficionado Iris Blakely dreams of using her talent to start a business to help citizens in impoverished areas. But when she discovers that Econ Dilo will be her business consultant, the battle between her desires and reality begins. Can she keep her heart and business intact despite the challenges she faces? 
have to read to find out. Next up, All That It Takes by Nicole Deese. After moving cross-country with her son and accepting a filmmaker's mentorship, Val Locklear is caught between her insecurities and new possibilities. Miles McKenzie returns home to find a new tenant is living upstairs, and he's been banished to a ministry on life support. As sparks fly, they discover that authentic love and sacrifice must go hand in hand. Pretty Little Spaces by Carmen Schober is sure to please. Georgina Havoc's dream of a happily ever after falls apart when her boyfriend blindsides her with a pause. She is determined to pick up the pieces of her previously perfect life, but with the reappearance of her troubled twin sister, plus the presence of a ruggedly handsome ex-sniper, she's left facing not only her shattered future, but also her past. Looking for Leroy by Melody Carlson, Brianna Phillips is ready to give up on love, but when her fellow teacher invites her on a trip through Sonoma wine country, she's reminded of her first crush, whose family owned a vineyard there. Is there any chance she can find him? And one last chance for love? Next up, The Sweet Life by Suzanne Woods Fisher, jilted by her fiance, Don Dixon, escapes to beautiful Cape Cod on a groomless honeymoon with her mother, but she didn't expect her mom to risk everything on a whim to move there permanently and buy a rundown ice cream shop in need of repair. Of course, in order to make their new life work, they'll also need her ex's help. Finally, The Last Way Home by Liz Johnson, a disgraced former NHL player and a local artist are thrown together when her pottery studio burns to the ground on the day he returns to Prince Edward Island. But as they work together to rebuild, their secrets will come out, putting even their hearts on the line. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off. Yeah. Do you find that that some of the tropes are easier to write than others, like friends to lovers, second chance romance, uh, enemies to lovers, like those kind of things? I, uh, that's a good question. I like enemies to like frenemies, enemies to lovers, uh, uh-huh. because it, it, it lends itself sometimes to funnier banter at the beginning and gives them a little something to, you know, sink their teeth uh-huh. into. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that because then you can, then it's, it's a challenge on my end because can you write where they're fighting, but also, you know, in there that there's an attraction. So it's a fun, it's fun for me to see okay. if I can kind of thread that needle. Um, I mean, every, obviously every Hallmark movie has, it has those tropes in it. And it's, oh, that's always the challenge is kind of just to try and think of an original way to get to the same ending that we, yeah. we know is coming. Right. So, but I do like, I do like, I do like a little bit, you know, I like my banter, but I do like a little snark and, uh, I will say that I'm very, very happy in the last couple of years that, that that's been, um, we've been allowed to kind of open that up a little bit more and, you know, have a little more edge to stuff, but not in any kind of offensive way, but just have a little, a little bit more realistic, um, a little, a little bit edgier and a little, just sort of that, that box got a lot bigger as far as where we can, where we can work from. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that too. Uh, so let's see why I forget where, where are we at with you, uh, Megan? We're at six? I think we're at number six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, Megan, what do you have at six? Oh, I have one Royal Holiday at number six. 
Um, this one is so cute. It's fun that, you know, the royal is sort of the one out of place as opposed to, you know, the normal person <laughs> in the royal um, place. So I, I love that. I love the PJ scene. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and I just think um, it's just really cute. They have good chemistry. Laura is amazing. And so yeah, and th it, that one is really funny. Like you laugh. There's some really funny moments. Like when he asks for the pillow menu. Oh, <laughs> he does it with such, and he's so appalled yeah. that there isn't one. It's so funny. He did a really good yeah. job. Yeah. It's, it's really, the script is just so funny. And oh, I, it was, ever, it was, a, I think it was kind of like a surprise favorite of that season. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Like I, like for example, for a holiday spectacular, we're like all so excited about it. I don't remember like being really excited about one royal holiday, and then I remember everyone really loving it. So that's always fun when it's kind of like a surprise favorite. And, and also, we got these massively talented Broadway actors that would never right. have had time to do this, but they were all yeah. like down because COVID, you know, Broadway was still down. And yeah. um, I can't believe. I, I've gotten a lot of Broadway people actually in the last, you know, few movies, but uh, this one was crazy. Like to have, to have Victoria Clark and, you know, Tom McGowan and Crystal Joy Brown, she's still in Hamilton and Laura, who was, you know, they're all like, yes. you know, just Amazing. top, top people. Yeah. It was so cool. Don't Aaron today, obviously. Lead. Aaron I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yes. Him too. It's funny. I have two uh, Moulin Rouge leads now because Aaron was the lead when he, we shot one Royal holiday and he, uh, and now I have Derek Kleena, who's the lead in um, the Holiday Spectacular, who is now the lead of Moulin Rouge. And he is, I just saw him and he was incredible. Oh my gosh. So excited. Yeah. Yeah. This one is so cute. I love it. And and it's it's just so like Christmassy. And uh, I, I wish you had been able to do the, the PJ's ball. Maybe someday you can work that into. I know it almost, you know, we went back and forth. We went back and forth on it, but ultimately it's a Royal movie and everybody wants to see everybody in a gown. Yeah. And that's, but, that's how that, that's why it ended up like that. Really. Yeah. I love the, the final dance and kiss in this movie. I think it's so well done. Uh, and uh, I loved her dress. Her dress was amazing. Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So good. Oh, and so and pretty. His whole speech and everything. And, very, very well done. Uh, well, my number six is taking a shot at love. Really enjoy this movie. Uh, there's a lot of like really cozy moments in this movie where they're like bunkering down in the storm and <laughs> like playing cards and, and, uh, and having friend time. And, uh, that I love that. Uh, also, yeah, Luke McFarlane in doing ballet is just super cute, <laughs> so cute. Uh, endearing. Um, you know, he and, was trained. He's a trained dancer, though. Mm -hmm. He was he's yes. trained. He's actually a trained dancer. So she was the one that had to learn ballet. That's interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's he went to Ju he went to Juilliard, I think. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, I love um, he's he's my I, I love that guy. Yeah. So that's my number six. I think it's very charming. Um, all right, Megan, what's your number five? My number five is right in front of me. Um, I love this one. I love Danelle Parrish. I was a huge Pretty Little Liars fan. Um, mm -hmm. And I rewatched it. And it was so funny because it's, it's in Marin. And that's where I live. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> My husband was like, that 
hotel is not in Marin. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. No, it's in Canada. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think this one's cute. I like that. Um, you know, he's like kind of trying to help her get back her college um her college crush but then obviously she falls in love with him it's a cute movie i i think it's funny as well and i just i really like i like it a lot well thanks it was started out as going to be a high school reunion but it just didn't work as far as the ages go and all that stuff and it didn't seem as it it wasn't enough time passed for it to be meaningful right uh so it, it became college by the way i grew up in walnut creek are you so you're in marin right now yeah, I live in um, Corona Madera. Oh, no way. Cool. Yeah. All right. My number five is uh, The Christmas Club. Oh, my gosh. And... Right. The Christmas Club. <laughs> 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 I put these. I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot that. That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> you have so many that I'm sure you, it's easy to forget. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> I mean, and I loved I it. Love... But, like... Cameron Madison is great. Elizabeth Mitchell was was really cute. Uh, there were a lot of like little details that probably nobody else knows noticed, like the ho ho hot dogs uh, that I thought were was so fun <laughs> in this movie. Uh, I mean, I I my only thing I wished in this movie is that there had been an actual Christmas club, and they had oh, meetings. That's right. That's I would right. be we totally about that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Didn't but somebody other end than up that, it was Christmas. really sweet, and I liked the fact that you know she had to. It wasn't a save the save the dance studio thing. Uh, you know she um, she had you know choices about what to do with trying to figure out what to do with her life and where to go next. And uh, so, but it wasn't like a I don't know that typical trope, which isn't my favorite usually. Um, so oh yeah, save was, save the community, save the community center yeah. is, a, is one I would try to avoid at all costs, but it's hard. Yeah, it's yeah, hard to good. do sometimes. But this, um, this one was based. The Christmas Club is based on the book because back in the day when this was this was this was supposed to be in the in the fifties or sixties, um, the Christmas Club was a savings club. The, that was what they called the savings, yeah, you know, layaway yeah. type thing. That's why it's called that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I still think that would be a really fun idea for a movie is to have like a Christmas club where every month you meet and you do Christmas stuff every month during the whole year. And, uh, you could have like a new person move into town and be a member of the Christmas club, or you could have like dueling Christmas clubs. I don't know. (laughs) There's just something there. Just like Rachel, just make this happen in real life. And it's your, (laughs) that could be your thing. Just That's do it. <laughs> Anybody in the Utah area that wants to join a Christmas club with me, <laughs> do it. I'm ready. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, Megan, what is your number four? My number four is Wedding Every Weekend. I, yes, I love this one for many reasons. Um, I think it's so relatable because everyone has those years in your life where everyone's getting married. <laughs> I never had like one every weekend, but I definitely had, you know, years where I had like five weddings in one year. So, you know, I think it's really relatable. And obviously, I think it was the first mention of a same-sex couple. Is that correct? Yes, it was the first, well, the first um, kiss for sure. And I guess maybe it was the first same-sex, it was something, I think it was the first kiss. Yeah. So Uh, I like, and so obviously that is great. You know, I think um, everyone or a lot of people, including myself, have you know, wanted more diversity 
in Hallmark movies. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important to have that. And so that makes the movie great as well. But I just think it's just so, this one is funny. Paul Campbell's great in it. And it's just so relatable again, because everybody know everybody has those years where everyone's getting married. (laughs) Paul, Paul and Kim together, obviously everyone knows that they're amazing together. They've done other stuff that's not mine together. Right. And they're, Mm -hmm. they're just so charming. I thought they did such a great job just with those little tiny moments that are in, you know, not everyone's going to find that stuff. And they, they both did. They were so great together. Loved it. Yeah. I love this one. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a cute one. Uh, it was fun to see each of the different weddings and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, and you know, Paul's always, uh, really great. So, well, my number four is finding Santa. Oh, Good old Finding Santa. I'm like, oh yeah, good old Finding Santa. This, I actually, if I was going to pick one that I think your script helped the most, I would probably pick this movie because the plot isn't that great. But Mm -hmm. uh, but the the dialogue and the banter really elevated it a lot. I mean, it's funny things like your zombie uh, uh, (laughs) novel. Um, and uh, the um, uh, just I don't know the her making the eggnog and the the banter between everything back forth I just thought was funny and it elevated it to a uh, forgive maybe some a little bit silly plot. I'm gonna have to watch it again. I haven't seen it in years, and I'm like eggnog, right? Eggnog, yes, I remember yeah. that now. Like. <laughs> I do. I do remember thinking that um, I was happy that that was one of those ones where I wasn't sure they were going to keep the comedy where it was, and they did. And then um, at the time, that's when Bill Abbott at the time said, "Oh, I don't, we should be doing more stuff like this." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, we should have more comedy." And that's yeah. that's uh, it took a while and, mm-hmm. and and a regime change, but here we are. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so. What do you have at three, Megan? I have a Dickens of a Holiday at number three. You're the same? Yeah. I just, I mean, this one is so funny, too. I mean, I know we keep saying that, but Christopher Paloha is like the kind of, you know, as this actor, action hero actor, the scene where he's like on the car (laughs) is so (laughs) funny. And I mean, Brooke is great in it. I I love her, obviously. I can never, her hair never ceases to amaze me. I just don't understand how someone can have such amazing hair. (laughs) Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh my God, your hair. (laughs) But um, the movie is just so great. And I, I just think it's a really cute, funny, you know, great script. And it was definitely one of my favorite of that, of that year. Thanks. Credit to the original. I, I did a rewrite on that one too. And, and, you know, the, the, the plot was, was there before I got there and, and credit to, to him, um, as Mark Hefty, I believe, um, with that, with the plot. And it, we, you know, it, we, another example where it kind of was, it was a little more dramatic, when I got to it and um, kind of just changing the tone, you know, make trying to bring up the comedy more. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's also hard not to kind of depend overly depend on the actual, you know, Christmas Carol as 
you know, to fill the script, like he has a delicate balance of, of, of watching them acting, watching the actors. Yeah, act that was fun. Like um, I thought he did such a good job on that, though. Uh, those moments that were dramatic, he was amazing. And that could have gone yeah. totally wrong. It could have gone so badly, but he did such a great job. He's really it's great in to, that movie. It's hard for actors to play actors, you know? It's not, oh. I think it's it's really tough. Yeah. You're, you're an actor acting, playing an actor acting. It's like, <laughs> it then he had to like, play an actor bad acting at the beginning. Yes, you know, exactly. He had to play an actor not acting well, which is even harder. I, right? yeah, it's like being exactly. a, it's like being a singer. It's like being a singer, but having to sing off key. It's it's mm -hmm. it's really hard to do. So, yeah, kudos. Yeah, to yeah. I'm a, I'm not sure what that. Can't remember what the name of the action series, but that was a lot of that was very funny and enjoyable. Oh God, I don't remember. I should look at. <laughs> I have to look it up. I can't even remember what we called yeah. it. Yeah, something ridiculous. Mm hmm. But it was just a well done story. And I mean, I'm a big fan of Christmas Carol arcs in these movies. Uh, and uh, that was, you know, fun to see him kind of go from being the grumpy one to, to warming up. Uh, and I was trying not to be too on the nose with it, you know, because it's everyone knows that's the arc. So you don't, you don't want it to be so, so on the nose. It has to, you're trying to do a little bit of sh like some shading on that just so it's not the same exact thing, you know, um, where it's not as, gr it's not the grumpiness so much as just sort of the, the cynicism, right? So like you're, you're trying to find one kind of one part of that character that's the beloved arc of the Christmas Carol and try not to just, you know, do the same, same exact story. That's, that's where those challenges come into when it's something that everybody already knows. Um, yeah. trying to find some a, kind of a different way in to do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my three as well. So Megan, what is your number two? Number two, I have always a more. Um, oh, I, wow. yeah, I to, yeah, I, I'm so glad I watched it last night because it was just so cute. I think it's so, I also thought it was kind of fun because you had, it was almost like you had two like food show tropes because you had like <laughs> the yes. kind of the guy coming in saving the restaurant and then there was also like a restaurant competition so I just thought it was fun I love I I like the you know it's a family business I it was also like understandable that they would not want to change things you know sometimes people in these movies are like so stubborn and you're like oh I don't get it why are you so stubborn but if your husband passed away and it was his business or his dream, mm -hmm. you know, you would obviously be, it would be hard to change things. So that would mm -hmm. made it a little bit more, it was like understandable um, why she, you know, why the whole family, you know, was a little stubborn and didn't want to change things at first. So I just really liked it. I thought it was great. Thank you. I want the, I'm waiting. I want to do a sequel starring um, Antonio. Oh, oh was, yeah. He was very, uh, I thought he was very charming. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know what to do with it, but I loved him. I thought he was great too. Well, I also love another Italy movie. They, they, they should green light it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the dialogue you have with Autumn and her child. I don't know if you have kids, but. Um, I do, yeah. Yeah, the, the conversation she was having about the kids, 
like at the lunch table and not being like real friends. I like literally had that conversation with my stepson like last week. <laughs> so I, mean, like, I have, I have, a, I always write, I, I generally have tended to write the age that my kid is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not, not too young, but he, I, my son's 13 and uh, mm-hmm. all that stuff is absolutely, you know, the, the, the stuff we talk about, like the, you know, um, what's the difference between a, a real friend and a friend on, that likes your post on, you know, on social media or kids right. aren't really able to even interact with each other anymore mm-hmm. without having yeah. a phone in their hands, which drives me nuts. Oh my um, God. I know. Yeah. My stepson is in six. He just started sixth grade this year. So, you know, it, it's a whole new world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I so I, I like the dialogue. I found it very relatable. Oh, thanks. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. My number two is One Royal Holiday. And, you know, I'm a big Broadway person and I love Aaron Tibet so much. So that was huge. And I love Laura Osnes and uh, the whole cast is incredible. Uh, But uh, it was just a very warm, comforting, sweet movie. Uh, The Royal movies can be a bit hit and miss for me. Uh, but this was nice. The idea of he's the one that's the fish out of water in this situation, as opposed to the typical setup. It was clever. Uh, and uh, it was, it's, they did a very good job with the snow. In this oh movie. yeah. It was, it was cause that was here in Connecticut. It was the first movie that and wedding every weekend were like the first two movies they shot after COVID oddly enough. Um, and it was 90 degrees, uh, most of the time they were shooting that. So the fact that it looked that good um, yeah. is a testament to those same guys did the post uh, production on um, holiday spectacular too. So it's similar quality mm. just looks great. I mean, there's scenes where there's like a, she's walking along like a wall of snow and mm-hmm. it was very well done. Uh, so, and I loved the ending. I thought that was very sweet. And uh, the dance plus his speech was really good. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's my second favorite. Yeah. I like that the mom, I like that the mom in that movie isn't, you know, the queen it's, she's like a nice queen. She's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I like that because sometimes that can get sort of old. (laughs) They're always mean. That's, that was on purpose because I noticed that they're always mean. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that she immediately at the donut shop had a little moment with her, with Laura's character and just like really had that cute little thing where it's like they're ganging up against Aaron, uh, against, uh, what's his face? What's his character's name? Aaron's character, whatever. I can't remember. Once it's, once it's written that like the names go out of my head and they're gone. I don't even remember. Um, Oh, James, James, right. 
Anyway, <laughs> so that was it. But um, that's a good royal was, name, James. James, and then we used Gallant, which uh, which is my mother's maiden name. So that got in there. Yeah. My mom for years. This is here's a weird side note. My mother forever told us that we were Spanish royalty back in the 1500s before they, you know, drove the Jewish people out of Spain and that their name was Galante. And, you know, we are really royalty and all this nonsense. And then I, of course, my sister does like 23 and me, and that is absolutely not true. None of that is true. That's funny. So I had to, unfortunately, we had to break it to her. We are not in fact uh, Spanish Jewish (laughs) royalty. And that's hilarious. That so, could make a good uh, role movie, though. Someone finds out Think that they're that they're not. <laughs> no, they should find out they're not. They do twenty three. <laughs> they do twenty three and me, and find out they're nothing. <laughs> that's not right. a bad idea. Megan, what is your number one drum roll? So I feel like my number one is kind of shocking. Um, it's. I think it's going to be a surprise to Rachel, but. Um, when I looked, when she, when Rachel asked me to be on this podcast and I looked at, you know, all of your work, this one just stood out to me. I, it's older, but I like, I had a, I could remember what I felt like when I watched it. And I felt like because it's older and it stood the test of time and I watched it again, I think that's why I put it number one. So it's hello, it's me with Kelly. Martin. Oh, I, I do. I thought you were going to say that. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I mean, this movie, I mean, I you do comedy so well, but this one is, you know, more dramatic. But it's just, I remember I cried the first time I saw it. I always watch it when it's on. I just think it's it's just so good. I, I think it, you know, it really does the more dramatic scenes well. And I, I, I it stood the test of time for me. So that's why I think it deserves my number one spot. You. you know, it's it's funny because that's my, uh, you know, Liz Yost, who's been at Hallmark for, tw- I think, 20 years and half, you know, she's the one that brought me in with that movie. Um, mm-hmm. That's still her favorite Hallmark movie. Uh, I think not just mine, but I think one of her favorites ever. And so it, it really, I got so lucky that that was the first one for me and, and really established my career there. Um and it's funny that it is definitely one of the most dramatic things I'd, I'd written. Um, but I, I, I watch it sometimes when it's on too, and it still kind of yeah. turns me up even, even now. And I, 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 I love that you watched it. It's yeah. just, it's so, it seems like forever ago. It but does. It, <laughs> but it's still so good. Like I, I feel like it still, you know, holds up. And I, so I, I, that's why I thought it deserved number one. Thanks. Yeah, if we'd done a 10, that's my number 10. So I do really enjoy it. Uh, it's very sweet. Uh, my number one, everybody probably knows, my number one is The Birthday Wish. I think it's yeah. one of the best Hallmark movies that's ever been made, non-Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, I think that they have really good chemistry. I love the concept of her getting just this little glimpse and not only is it a little glimpse of her life, but here's this guy that she's been working with for forever uh, that's in her life. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I love Marcus Rosner as the wrong guy in this. He's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy's always the wrong guy. Yeah. He, was, he finally he kind was... of clawed his way out of that. But yes. uh, 
but he was hilarious in this. I, I, there's so many good scenes. Like I love the scene when she thinks he's proposing and she's like going through all the food. Like, where is it? Where is it? And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's great. Uh, I love the ending. I love that she's scared of dogs. Cause I'm I, like wild, like dogs. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of scared of dogs. So I like that about her. I, I relate to that of her personality. Um, I mean, I love Jesse. I think she's uh, one of she's the so best. Charming. Yeah, they. This was. I was so lucky that they let us do any kind of sort of magical, that non-Christmas mm-hmm. magical. You know, like the, yeah. the eye doctor. I'm just assuming in my mind, the eye doctor is sort of a you know guardian angel magical yeah. being who made that happen. But um, I, you know, literally, this was the producer saying, "Hey, they need a birthday movie for you know January, February." somewhere in there and that's literally that's where it started and that, that was the only guidance at the time was we, they they need a birthday part like a movie about a birthday and then it just kind of found its way to this and i love movies that have magic in them yeah. christmas club is another one actually but that's that's christmas magic doesn't count this is i think this is one of the only right. real magic ones that's not christmasy well, yeah that's so a good point scenes like i love when he brings her the big cookie and <laughs> that's so cute like it's one of one of the best written one of the best executed um great chemistry you're really feeling it by the end um and, that's a lot uh, peter did peter did a lot in that too um you know that I, I mean i have to give him credit for this you know that moment in birthday wish where um the the assistant's always getting him coffee and it's wrong mm-hmm. it's always wrong and then at the very end he gets it right yeah, the, it's like this little thing, and I thought it was so delightful, and that was just all Peter's idea. It was yeah. just great. Like he, that's the stuff he brings to this kind of yeah. stuff. And oddly enough, there's a there's kind of a similar moment in the Hanukkah movie that was unintentionally similar, and now it's Peter again. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I you know I can't I accidentally repeated sort of that vibe of trying something, you know, a drink over and over until it's right. <laughs> I did it again in Hanukkah. But, um, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, it's my favorite. Uh, so there we go. Uh, I guess, should we go over our list real quick? So I have Merry Me at Christmas at eight, always Amori at seven, taking a shot at love at six, the Christmas club at five, Finding Santa at four, a Dickens of a Holiday at three, One Royal Holiday at two, and The Birthday Wish at one. So what about you, Megan? So I had Taking a Shot at Love at number eight, The Birthday Wish at number seven, uh, One Royal Holiday for number six, uh, number five, Right in Front of Me, number four, Wedding Every Weekend, number three, A Dickens of a Holiday, Number two, always Amore. And number one, hello, it's me. So what do you think, Julie, of our list? First of all, thank you for doing this. This is just so, I'm, I'm really grateful that you guys even want to do this for all these movies. I, I'm, I'm really touched by it. So thank you, first of all. I, I, when I was thinking of what my top ones were, I was waffling a lot, but I think, I, you guys got all of them that I loved the most, but I think um, Birthday Wish is my favorite too. But now I think maybe one of these two movies might this year may get the top spot. We'll see, you know, after I have to see. But then Taking a Shot at Love, Royal Holiday, and um, 
wedding every weekend or sort of, but you know, for me, it, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, you know, the most recent thing is the thing you like the most, you know, it, you know what I mean? Cause it's on the top of, it's on the top of your, of your mind. When you start talking about hello, it's me. I'm like, oh yeah, that, I really love that too. Wait, hold on. Um, oh yeah. Finding Santa. That was cute. So like, I, I find, I remember little things about each movie that I, that I love. Um, but the ones I always think about are like what, like I said, was sort of taking a shot at love, birthday wish, one real holiday, wedding every weekend. Just, and I guess mostly because I veer toward comedy. That's where I came from was doing sitcoms and all that kind of stuff. So I just really kind of gravitate. I know. See, Rachel, you didn't trust me that I could write a a, a drama with always a more. <laughs> However, I think I, I think we talked about this. I think drama's easier mm-hmm. than comedy yeah. to write. No, I was just surprised. <laughs> I have full faith in you. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Rachel. So, uh, <laughs> no. Um, well, it's, thanks for coming on and doing this and thanks for writing so many fun movies. I, it's oh, always gets a bump in the preview ratings. If I see it's a Julie Sherman's. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> That's so, very nice. I, 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 I'm, I'm confident in this, in this year's Christmas, you know, holiday movies, but I can't, I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you guys think about them once yeah. they're aired. I mean, I wanted to put Holiday Spectacular on my list without even seeing it. (laughs) Can I just put this on my list? Because I know it's going to be one of my favorites. Well, um, the cool thing is, is that um, I, well, shoot. You know what? Remind me that I had some inside information for you and I will tell it to you after it airs. And I'll tell you a lot of, I could give you all sorts of behind the scenes things about um, the Rockettes thing after. Oh, sounds... And I'm happy to happy to give you all those tidbits and I'll, I'll be posting lots of pictures and all that stuff once. You know what airs. we should do is uh, we should have, since it airs in November, we should have the uh, patron watch along be uh, December, be in December, be the... Um, oh yeah, I, I would get lots of, lots of tidbits That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, well, uh, if people want to follow you on social media, all that fun stuff, how can they do that? Uh, Twitter is at Sherm Wolf and Wolf has an E on the end. And Instagram is uh, Julie Sherman Wolf. Um, I think there's underscores in between each one. I got to check. Mm-hmm. This is how great I am at social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Julie underscore Sherman underscore Wolf. Great. And that is it because uh, I don't have the... I'm not hip enough to make TikToks. So I'm not doing yeah. that. <laughs> I thought there's nothing I, I there's no, I, I would feel so much pressure. I couldn't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. I haven't dove into that uh, swamp yet either. So, uh, but Megan, how can people find you? Um, so on Twitter, I'm Megan D320. And then on Instagram, I'm Megan Ruth 320. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod, Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps, especially during this holiday season, uh, to find new listeners. So please leave your ratings and reviews. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, like we mentioned, and uh, the merch store, which has tons of new festive designs. So please take a look at that and help support the podcast. Thanks so much, Julie. It's always so much fun. And uh, let us know. Thank you guys so much. 
in the Thank let us know you. in the comments what your favorite are. We'd love to hear that too if you're listening. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.